Over the years, and I mean over 20 years, we've talked to Jim Keyes at many different venues. He was CEO, of course, of 7-Eleven and CEO of Blockbuster, and then he was going into the Dallas Business Hall of Fame or into the Horatio Alger Society. Now he's an author. Actually, we talked about this, I think, last year when the book was in progress, but now the book's out. February 27th is release date, and education is freedom. The future is in your hands, is out, and Jim Keyes joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. It's exciting for me to be able to announce my new book. And I would imagine this is a tremendous relief, too. I can't imagine the pressure of having to you know, write a certain number of words every day. So tell me about the book. The, the Education is Freedom, the Future is in Your Hands. Um, the premise is, if you've got to do anything in this world, you've got to be educated, right? Exactly, David. And it's really uh, stemming from my own personal experience. I was one of those kids that wasn't expected to go to college or uh, make much of myself, and I didn't have any role models, etc. So I was fortunate to be able to use education to unlock amazing opportunity. And, and really, the, the, the title is profound in so many ways, because it's not about, as many people think, it's not about wealth or a good job. It's about truly freedom because what i discovered is that i the more i learn the more i can do whether it's flying an airplane or painting a picture or or, uh, running a company it all comes down to constant lifelong learning that started when i was a kid yeah and and i my sense is what you're not talking about is just college i mean that's that's a component of it but you're talking about learning and and i guess if it's stem or if you get a liberal arts education or a, two years at a at a junior college and you've got a trade school you still got educated exactly in fact the 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 wake up call for me and actually the origin of the title came from my experience i was walking across campus at columbia university many years ago going back to teach a class and i saw a kid coming toward me and he had a t-shirt on that said education is freedom And it truly was an epiphany for me. It stopped me in my tracks because I realized even though I was now CEO of 7-Eleven at the time, and I had this wonderful college background and graduate school background, I realized that my learning hadn't hadn't stopped with college, that it was really just starting and that what I had from Columbia, for example, was a license to learn. And I kept learning from that point forward, and I, and, and I still make it a, a practice to try to continue to learn new things every day, which opens up more and more opportunities, more doors. You came from humble backgrounds, and we talked about, you know, you're, you're a member of the prestigious Horatio Alger Society, which is rags to riches. Would you be the same person today if you'd been born with the last name of Rockefeller instead of Keys? I don't think so. In fact, I talk a lot in the book about adversity. And when you're in the middle of it, you think, oh, woe is me. You know, why does this have to happen to me? I wish I was a rich kid or whatever. And what I discovered is that that adversity that I faced as a kid is a big part of the strength that I have today. It's sort of my superpower because I'm able to deal with change. And, you know, that's the nature of the role of a CEO, for example, is is dealing with change constantly. I had it at 7-Eleven. I had it at Blockbuster. And I think growing up challenged with adversity as I did ended up giving me 
a, a, a lot of tools that are beneficial throughout your life. Well, a real fire in your belly, I would assume, more than anything else. Yeah, that too. Maybe a little too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that in education, I mean, it's clear that, that we need education. And one of the great shortfalls that apparently is showing up in the state of Texas right now is the educational system. And I go back to CNBC had its survey. And overall, Texas had dropped from what was number one to, I think, the fifth best state in which to do business. One of the things that was dragging it down was the educational system. Well, that, that's why in the, the subtitle of the book, David, is so important because I say the future is in your hands. And I mean that individually because well, and collectively, individually, because there are more tools available to young people today than ever before. You and I grew up with probably a set of borrowed encyclopedias, and today they have in their hand the power of technology to learn virtually anything. So it's, it, 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 there really is no excuse today for anyone, in spite of the challenges faced by their, their school, their community, their environment, there are unlimited tools at their fingertips. And then finally, uh, collectively, the future is in our hands, because if we don't do something about the need to transform education and the need to dial up uh, education across the board, going all the way back to our founding fathers, Jefferson said an educated populace is the is the prerequisite for a working democracy. Yeah. One of the things that seems important, too, is to teach people how to learn that it, it you can't just you can't just sleep on a book and wake up the next morning and have everything you know have everything in your head but you have to you have to have the receptors don't you to and then know how to how to put what you've learned in place exactly in fact that's what i've tried to do in the book i've tried to capture i call it the c-suite learnings it's many many years of having the privilege of leading two Fortune 500 companies and all the other experiences that I've had, I tried to capture it in a combination of what to learn, how to learn, and why to learn, to truly make it simple. And uh, the why to learn is, is so important today, especially because uh, in this world of polarization and you know people challenging even the importance of college, I, I remind everyone that the why to learn is things like collaboration, the critical importance of working together with others. Um, it is cultural literacy, understanding that we have more to learn from other people that are different from us. And finally, character, uh, things like integrity and humility are so critically important as part of our learning process, our education process. So yeah, it. thank you for mentioning that because it is pretty much the foundation of the book, what to learn, how to learn, and why. It seems to me like we, we might be getting away from that, though. What we used to push was a liberal arts education, sort of the whole person. And, you know, you had to write and how to read and how to interpret and maybe communicate in another language and all these other things. And now the pressure is to make a living. And a lot of those things don't, don't equip you to make an immediate living. Now, with science, technology, engineering, and math, and the big push for that, the demand for that, is it seems like you're taking people off a different road and away from that whole person education. Exactly, and that's really part of the theme of the book, that breadth of education is critically important today. And as we enter the information age or go deeper into the information age, people talk a lot about AI and 
the, the threat to jobs. Well, AI is also a huge benefit to education. We can learn better. We can learn more effectively with AI. But what's important is AI will always be able to go deep in learning. But that means we need to go with breadth of learning, more important than ever before, that we have a deep understanding of many, many things to be able to manage other technologies like AI and let them go deep. So it's something, to your point, it's something we've gotten away from, the idea of breadth of education, and that's what I'm trying to promote in the book, especially for young people, to just make sure that they have the appetite, curiosity uh, to learn. Let me move parallel to the book for a minute and go back to your roots as a CEO. Right now, we have we have an unusual time. There are a whole bunch of CEOs that have been running companies for the last 20 years that have never seen inflation. They've never seen higher interest rates. They've never seen the kind of labor shortage that you have. You've certainly never seen COVID. But it seems like there's a re-education that's needed for a lot of what would be today your peers and CEOs that have never seen this stuff. There is. In fact, I I have had the, I don't know if it's good fortune or bad, but to live through three of those cycles. Exactly. If you remember, 7-Eleven, shortly after I joined, did an LBO, took on $4 billion of debt, and faced the crisis of 1987 uh, and the financial collapse. And it took 7-Eleven down, candidly, and it made us have to, file for a chapter 11 uh, uh, protection and a restructuring but we came out the other side a much stronger entity and it and it we learned from the challenge basically the same thing happened to me at blockbuster i started scratching my head saying you know is it me because right after joining blockbuster in 2007 of course we had the financial collapse of 2008 2009 uh, lehman brothers collapsed in september of 08 which derailed the plans that we had for blockbuster but we were able to make it through to uh, restructure Blockbuster, have a successful de- sale to Dish Network. Uh, today, ironically, we're in that same role. There are people that or that same environment, people that uh, locked in interest rates uh, or took a flexible uh, uh, floating a, interest rate. Yeah, floating interest rate right at three and a half, three three and a half, four percent. Now they're paying eight and nine for that same money. So we're right in that same challenging time where managing cash flow dealing with change is critically important and i've coined the expression david that i've been using a lot lately change equals opportunity so that's the role of the ceo and the acronym is wonderful because if you manage through that change you can be successful but you've got to be able to react to it positively well after you finish signing all of these books your new book that's just come out education is freedom maybe you need to dust off put a tie on and go back and be a ceo and help out some of these companies <laughs> there there are certainly plenty of opportunities out there right now jim keys uh the ceo the educator the the author of education is freedom the future is in your hands now at your neighborhood bookstore after a whole lot of waiting it's good to have you with us congratulations Thank you, David. I look forward to uh, talking further about the book down the road. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.